Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Good to spend some time with you guys today. Uh, let's get into it. What I want to talk about today is bouncing back. Bouncing back, you know, so um, I've been pretty candid, you know, with what's going on over the past, like, two years of my life, you know, uh, made a lot of mistakes, had some major setbacks, uh, you know, specifically in business, you know, had some major, major setbacks in business to where, you know, we had built this team that was dominating nearly every category. We're putting people not only on our agency stage, but the entire company stage, um, had a lot of momentum and then boom, everything, you know, there's, there's some disloyalty, uh, team got broken up, you know, and pretty much, you know, I had to start, um, you know, started the year, I think with like a quarter of the size of the team that I had pretty much ended the third quarter of last year with, you know, so I, I think this year, you know, I, at one point we had like 40, 50 submitters. Um, and then at the beginning of the year, we pretty much had like 12. Um, and, you know, we come to the end of the year, you know, halfway through November and we have people in the top three positions, uh, in every single position uh, for our agency awards, a couple people uh, competing on the company level as well. Uh, and you just look around and there's a bunch of momentum. We, we had our council in Boston. We're going to, you know, we just sent one of our guys, uh, Chris, down to Miami uh, with his wife. They had a great time. We're going to Sedona, Arizona, uh, this, this, the 16th through the 18th, there's just a lot of really cool things going on. The consulting has exploded. Uh, this podcast has exploded. Our team has a bunch of momentum. Um, 2022 is about to be a slaughter. I'm calling it right now. Uh, you guys can save this episode and come back halfway through 2022 and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, you know, financially things have <laughs> gone really well to say the least. And just like, I'm looking at this position that I'm in this morning. Uh, and the first thing that I want to do is, is really express gratitude, um, you know, to all of you guys that listen, that encourage you, you guys don't realize how encouraging it is to me, uh, to get your feedback. When you guys send me a screenshot of an episode or tell me things that stood out to you or share it on your social media, you guys have to understand that's so incredibly encouraging to me. Uh, and it, and it's, it keeps me going, you know, and, I really, really appreciate that. So I'm grateful for you guys. I'm grateful, you know, for the people that I have in my, in my life, my wife, um, you know, even relationally, I, I, you know, I touched on that a little bit a couple of times relationally, you know, major setbacks. And now we're in a better position than we've, we've ever been in six or seven years. Um, you know, spiritually, you know, involved in church, helping to teach Sunday school, volunteering. It's, I'm just so grateful for everything uh, in my life and our team and our leaders that we have. And I could go on and on and on. So I guess the first thing I want to do today is express gratitude. But really, let's get into bouncing back and digging into that. You know, this was a this was a question uh, at our at our agency's executive council that the social media team had asked me, you know, how do you bounce back? Uh, and I, I kept it pretty, and, and if you want, there's a live from us at council in Tennessee where you could go and watch. If you want AIL specific advice, you know, I go through it in there. I talk a lot about recruiting, uh, developing talent, building relationships. Uh, but I want to talk about bouncing back, uh, in general in life. Uh, and I think the first thing that you need to do, so maybe you're in a position right now where things aren't going that well. Uh, you've made some mistakes or, you know, people around you have made mistakes and you're suffering as a result, or it's probably a combination of both. Uh, typically, 
how do you bounce back from a set of circumstances? Like maybe you're way behind in your fitness. Maybe you're way behind financially. Maybe you're way behind in business. Maybe you're way behind in your career. Maybe you're way behind in a relationship and you're nowhere near where you, you know, want to be. And you've actually taken some steps backwards. You know, I'm not really talking so much about stagnation. I'm talking about, man, you've gone backwards recently in some area of your life. How do you bounce back? Number one is accountability. <laughs> Number one is accountability. You need to take accountability for your mistakes. Listen, I've talked about this before. When you blame everybody else or the world or whatever, you put all, like, you put all of the power in everybody else's hands. Basically, what you're saying is I'm a victim uh, of other people's decision-making, and I have no control over my life. Or I'm a victim of the way that the world is, and I have no control over my life. You know, uh, James Allen, if you've never read As a Man Thinketh, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen is probably my favorite. Like if I could recommend any book, that'd be number one, besides the Bible, obviously. Um, but secularly, uh, I, that would be number one. You, He talks about, you know, a lot of men and women are, are victims of circumstance. They're like a ship out in the sea that's just tossed to and fro and they can't control what's happening to them, you need to take accountability. Once you start to take accountability for things in your life, you start to get your power and your control back. And the way that you do that is you start to learn lessons. You know what I mean? Like when you don't, when you fail to take accountability for certain circumstances, and this is something I always tell, you know, especially my core group of leaders is it might be 99% somebody else's fault. But where's the 1% where you can get better? You know, when you start to think like that and you start to take accountability for circumstances in your life and you start to learn lessons and these lessons prevent you from ending up in the same situation again. And through those lessons, you learn to regain your power and your authority over your life. Now, you know, let me be clear, God and, you know, Jesus, they have all the power and authority over our lives. But I'm talking about in terms of our own personal autonomous decision-making, we regain power and autonomy over our lives when we start to take accountability. It doesn't sound fun. It's certainly not fun. It's sometimes a very difficult process because you got to keep it real with yourself. You got to keep it real with yourself. When you take accountability, it's like, man, I've made a mistake. I've made a decision or a series of poor decisions. I've failed to learn from the consequences. So I need to sit down and be real with myself. <laughs> And take some accountability. So that's step number one. Step number two is seek feedback from those that you trust and love and admire. Seek feedback from those that you trust and love and admire. So, you know, if, you've, if you're set back in a certain area of your life, like a relationship, you should seek feedback from somebody who, is, who has a relationship that you want to emulate. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when I, you know, recently having some relational issue, issues, you know, I went to my parents. You know, I got a lot of advice from my parents because I respect and admire and want to have a marriage like theirs. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to go to somebody. The problem is here, listen to me, guys. The problem is, is that what we do is like attracts like, right? So we tend to have the same problems as our friends, right? If you drink a lot, your friends probably drink a lot. If you are, you know, constantly out at the club, chances are your friends are constantly out at the club. If you're you know, I, I don't really know too many people. What I've noticed in AIL specifically is that underachievers tend to congregate together. Like all the, the, the bums kind of hang out with each other. And I don't mean bums in terms of talent. I mean bums in terms of effort. You know, so like I've noticed in, in my business, 
you know, the the, the low achievers tend to congregate around the low achievers and the high achievers around the high achievers. The reason why I'm talking about this specifically when I'm talking about seeking feedback is typically you're not going to find feedback that's going to help you in your immediate circle. Because typically in your immediate circle, you're, those people are dealing with the same problems that you, you are. They're at the same level that you're at. So what you want to do is you want to seek feedback from people that have something that you want to have or are the way that you want to be, right? So if I'm having marital issues, I'm going to go to somebody that has a great marriage. If I'm having, uh, if I'm not where I want to be fit in, in my physical fitness or I'm having issues with my physical fitness or I'm having trouble dieting, I'm going to go to somebody that has a physique that I want to emulate, that I want to, that I would like to have someday. If I'm having problems in business, I'm not going to go to other people who are still struggling at the same level I'm struggling at because you're trying to solve the problem at the same level as the problem currently exists. You got to go to the next level. So I'm going to go to somebody that is way ahead of me in business. In other words, what I'm telling you is when you seek advice, seek advice and feedback from mentors. And part of getting really good feedback is being radically honest. Like, let's say, for example, your relationship is falling apart. And part of that reason is because behind closed doors, you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing to your partner, right? If you're not radically honest with your with your mentor when it comes to that, they're not going to be able to properly coach you. Like in business, like if you're telling your mentor, man, I'm, I'm grinding 70 hours a week, but you're really only focused for 30, they're not going to be able to effectively coach you. Like you got to be real with people when you go to seek feedback. And, and that's part of step one, which is taking accountability. If you don't take <clears throat> accountability and identify where you're falling short, it's going to be impossible for a mentor to coach you in an effective way. It's kind of like if I go to the doctor and, you know, I'm embarrassed about a lump on my balls, you know what I'm saying? And it could be testicular cancer, uh, but I'm embarrassed to tell him that. And I just tell him that I got a stomach ache. He, stomach ache, he's going to treat me or diagnose me incorrectly. So although it might be embarrassing, I've got to be real with him about the problem. And, and I don't have any lumps, so we're, we're good there. That's just an example. But uh, uh, nice and smooth round. No, I'm just kidding. So we, got, <laughs> so we have to be careful about not being honest with mentors when it comes to seeking feedback. And most importantly, being careful about who we pick when it comes to seeking feedback. So number one is taking accountability. Number two is, is seeking feedback uh, from a mentor and being radically honest with that person. I think number three, and lastly, is putting it behind you. Learn the lesson and move on. Learn the lesson and move on. We all make mistakes. Bad things happen. We all fall short. Uh, and I think a lot of people dwell too long on it. And they've got this masochistic, uh, masochistic habit of beating themselves up. You know, you ever met that person that's like still like stuck in a mistake that they made 90 days ago or even three or four weeks? It's like, dude, when are you going to move on? When are you going to stop bitching about this and move on? You know what I mean? It's like, I think part of it might come from like an egotistical need for sympathy. Um, but I think another part of it is that people are, uh, unwilling to move forward because they're ashamed of themselves. And I think what you have to do is you got to let it go. Like apologize who you need to apologize to. If that's, if that's necessary and appropriate, take accountability for your actions, find and seek good feedback from a mentor that you trust and admire. Be radically honest with that person about your shortcomings, make the adjustments and move forward. 
you're not doing yourself like this, this self-flagellation that people do. But it, it's the same thing like in my walk with, you know, Jesus is that I, I mess up every single day. And I find that when I feel guilty, like I'm not saying don't feel guilt, don't recognize where you fall short. But when I tend to dwell on my shortcomings, I, I, shortcomings, I go back to those things easier and more frequently. It's only when I start to say, listen, I've been forgiven for this and move forward that I start to make progress. So we need to do the same thing in our lives is we need to start to just move forward, man. Like, let it go. Let it go. You know, there's a time to dwell and learn. And then there's a time to say, listen, I've learned everything I need to learn about this. I've taken full accountability and I'm going to move forward with my life now. You know, so I think if I could give you guys three steps, man, those would be the three steps. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, lastly, I just want to say um, I've been getting a lot of, and, and the ladies that listen to this podcast, thank you so much. You know, I talk a lot about masculinity and manhood on here. It's, you know, I obviously I'm a dude, you know what I mean? So that's that's naturally what I'm going to gravitate towards. But I appreciate uh, all the feedback from from the women. Uh, uh, you guys give me great feedback. You ladies give me great feedback. You're loyal listeners. Uh, I really appreciate uh, it. But this specifically for the men in closing, you know, men, I just want to, I've had several people reach out to me and I'm going to do a separate podcast on this, a separate episode rather uh, on this about like how to become more masculine. Um, you know, I've got, I just, I'm touching on this now because I had two people text me this morning about becoming more masculine. And I just want to give you guys a heads up that I think I'm going to start a series specifically geared towards helping uh, foster and cultivate masculinity in men. Uh, so just be on the lookout for that, guys. I think that's going to be a fun one. And ladies, uh, you know, I would listen to it too. You know, there's a balance between feminine and masculine. Uh, you know, I've got, I believe that that's what makes a healthy person is recognizing that balance. But obviously I believe women should be more feminine and men should be more masculine. But, you know, ladies, maybe uh, when I start that series, it won't be every single episode. Uh, but when I start that series, maybe get that out to the men in your life or listen to it so you can help identify uh, the men that you do want to have in your life. So that's what I got for today, guys. Uh, good stuff. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. I love you guys and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.